please. Oh, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Thursday, December 17th, 2020, episode 13. We got burned by the return of Walcott. Welcome to episode number 13. Hope you all had a great weekend, um, a good week outside of being an Arsenal fan, because we've only accomplished to get one point in our last two matches against what we would particularly say are lower level clubs, but Southampton have been pretty good this year, so can't say anything bad about those guys. Um, Burnley, hmm. So it was the same thing with those guys, too. But, other than that, we got hit by a lot of snow in the northeastern part of the United States. Uh, that was kind of cool. We had a snow day yesterday. But, it wasn't so much fun this morning because overnight all that turned into hail and rain. And, yeah, I had to smack a bunch of ice off of the concrete this morning and it made me do a little bit more work than i wanted to but hey it's a workout it's better than what i was doing before that and i was just getting ready to walk out the dog she couldn't even really go to the bathroom because everything was covered in snow and she couldn't mark her territory and smell the grass and where she wants to go so yeah you know it's been a little interesting week testing patience that's for sure the universe is throwing a bunch of different signals at this point and not to particularly say they are ever bad but whew, really testing my patience but we move on right so today's topics include discussing our 12th and 13th matches which i already said were against burnley and southampton let's get right into the burnley match which we ended up losing one nothing and the lineup was as such. Leno was in net. Hector Bellerin was playing in that right wing back role. We had Gabriel playing in the left back role. We had Rob Holding playing in the right center back role. And then we had Tierney playing in that left center back, left right back, whatever you want to call it, role. And then Shaka and Elneny were playing in the middle. We had Saka playing in that left wing back role. Then we had William playing right wing. Lacazette playing as the cam. Or the striker, I'm sorry. And then Aubameyang was playing as the left wing, which they normally do with their 3-4-3, which it evidently becomes. But sometimes you see it. There's a center four, or a back line of four defenders, which I hope we can move to because I'm tired of playing these wingbacks, to be honest. I like playing four flat in the back. I think there's more opportunity. But... 
let's get right into the match. So in the 12th minute, we saw that Aubameyang played a nice cross over to William, who headed the ball toward Lacazette, but the ball was dancing around his feet, and uh, he missed the second ball, which went out to Alba, whose shot then went out for a corner off of that rebound. A minute later, a cross came in from Robbie Brandy, and Chris Foot was able to find space behind Gabriel, just running behind the defense for an overheader, but he ended up missing the goal wide. It should have been a goal for Burnley, and, you know, nothing better that we could say than we lucked out. In the 20th minute, Saka played across from the left side toward Holding, who headed the ball over the net. To be fair, it was at the 18-yard box, but regardless, we need to start heading the ball more on target. It seems like, more or less, we're not really doing that. Now we have a set-piece specialist assistant coach, and I would imagine they are practicing those all day long. Plus, they want to continue to cross a million times a game, which can or cannot work. <laughs> Most of the time it doesn't seem to, but hopefully it clicks sooner than later. In the 27th minute, we saw a nice play between Xhaka, which then went to Lacazette, and then to Tierney. So Xhaka was able to find Lacazette on a counter, and then Lacazette's ball went to Saka, but it was a little bit too far ahead in front of him, so Tierney hustled to grab the loose ball on the line, and... Uh, ended up playing the ball in the middle to Lacazette, who had a one-time shot that went right at Nick Pope's legs. Uh, you know, just a little note that I think he should be finishing here. Um, he's got to hit that harder. I mean, I don't know why we're really going for placement on that. I understand the ball's coming in really fast. You want to make sure it goes towards net, but smash it, man. You don't know if there's going to be a deflection from anybody else on the way to the goal or even it hits his legs so hard that he gets pushed into the back of the net, you know? That's something that we got to work on. But nothing really much happened after that. Uh, then the first half ended, and then the 50th minute, we saw Aubameyang had a, a lot of space to run into on the left side, in which Tierney overlapped invertedly toward the goal and was able to get a shot off on his right foot toward the lower left panel of the net, but Pope was near that post and was able to catch the ball Um <clears throat> just a note that I had here, and it could have actually had more power on that and positioned himself better for the shot, but I understand with the pressure coming at you with two different defenders from Burnley that he would get that off right away, and it seems more or less he's stronger with his left foot. So I get it. I, I understand. In the 52nd minute, we saw that Aubameyang came down the middle and found William on the right, and then William had a first-time cross right in the middle for Saka that made contact. He made contact with on first time, but Nick Pope was able to get his hands out to it yet again. I mean, seriously, what a stop. I have to say he's one of the more underrated goalkeepers in the league, especially the Premier League. No one really talks about him too much just because it's Burnley, and I understand that maybe the defense in front of him isn't as solid as could be, but, I mean, he kept them in this game for quite a long time. But, uh, then the killer moment of the game happened. So, in the 55th minute, Bukai Saka was able to find Tierney out wide. And then Tierney was able to pass the ball towards the middle, toward Lacazette. And Lacazette tried to let it 
roll under his foot and back heel, but that really didn't even work out that well. I mean, received the ball. I, I understand he wanted to get the ball out wide fast and see if he could fake out the defense, but, I mean, a better pass could have been played off of that. But, <clears throat> the ball still ended up around Williams' foot, who ended up taking a step to the right, and he took a shot, which really ended up being closer to a cross or along the six-yard box than it was a shot. That's how, like, wide away from the net it went, but uh, the defender, me, from Burnley, was able to get to the ball before Saka on that play, but immediately after that, there was developing play. Um, a ball was kicked out by one of the Burnley defenders, and then uh, possession started coming back. They were trying to play out of the back, and somebody passed toward McNeil, in which case, Shaka said, I'm going to stop that and pull him over and take him out with a foul. Like, I understand. Take him out with a foul. Don't get countered. That's cool. Whatever. Take the yellow. But McNeil got into his face, and Shaka should have just been like, look, I'm sorry. You know why I did it, but, you know, he had the butt heads with him because he's just self-absorbed like that, you know? Shaka ended up falling over a little bit after that headbutt and from walking away from all of the players and pressure that surrounded him in that moment. Of course, the referee got up in that. And another Burnley player, Westwood, came up trying to help Shaka get out of that, like, position. Like, pushing him away. Like, he doesn't even have to worry about him. Like, let him destroy himself, you know? Like, he didn't have to do that. And that was just warm-hearted of him to do like hey get yourself out of the situation don't make it worse but of course shaka has to go ahead and grab that guy's neck and try to shove him out of the way now no one really saw it at first because it was only yellow at first but then var had to take a look and of course the referee had to come out and give a second yellow to make it a straight red card so we missed shaka for about three games can't really say it's the worst thing right now but i mean Dude, that's just, like I said already, that is a self-absorbed ego. No one can fix that but him, and that's just a really silly red card, you know? It makes us go a whole man down, and we have to play shorthanded just because of your own selfish pride. And I can understand where you might come from with trying to make people scared of you or intimidated by you or don't mess around or fuck with you or anything like that but i mean dude you're part of a team that's like that's the equivalent of saying someone's in the army or a military force and you're a soldier you're the guy who keeps dicking around making everybody else have to do constant push-ups because you have to be so self-absorbed with and you know make yourself seem like this big tough guy you know and it's kind of getting old. We've seen this before. We saw it in the past. We saw it last year when Emery was around. It just can't be tolerated any longer from him. And I hope that there's more discipline from Arteta's side as opposed to just a fine from Arsenal. So we'll see where that goes. But the 68th minute, Tierney found Aubameyang on a run on a counter. By just clearing the ball, and Aubameyang was able to get behind the defenders on a one-on-one toward the left outside area of the 18-yard box. And looked like he was about to chip Pope, but of course he made another great stop. Uh, that's just really unfortunate. But shortly after, four minutes later, the Burnley player Westwood took a 
corner. He kicked the ball for Burnley, and unfortunately, Aubameyang clipped it perfectly to go into our own goal. Wrong goal that Aubameyang scoring on into, but it's one nothing Burnley, and nothing really else happened besides in the sixth minute there was another soccer shot from the right side that Tarkovsky or Tarkowski got in the way of. Otherwise, that was going top right corner in my eyes, but. You know, we move on. It's unfortunate that uh, we still have to deal with some of the things we did. But, you know, we left that game with no points. That just kept us stuck at 15th, right? Well, how did we do yesterday? Once we played against Southampton, so we tied 1-1. And the lineup went as such. We had Burn Leno and Net. We had Rob Holding playing right center back. We had Gabriel playing left back or uh, center back. I'm sorry, just central cent center back. Uh, Tierney was playing left central back. Malin Niles was playing right wing back. Ceballos and Elne were in the middle. We had Saka playing that left wing back, and then we had Pepe playing the right wing, and Ketia playing striker, and then Aubameyang back on the left wing, and the game went as such. In the first minute, I don't know why, but why did Pepe end up trying to pass back to a court, uh, center back when he had Ainsley Man-Niles out on the right? You know, just silly little errors that I point out that some of these guys do, and if we paid $70 million for you, that's unacceptable. But, what do I know? In the 10th minute, you could tell that, uh, you know, not everyone's in sync with the press. Uh, no one's really working as a unit. Uh, it looks like they're all just playing on an individual basis because sometimes you see a striker or a wing or some type of center midfielder running up and chasing the ball and going into a triangle where nobody else is really running up with them. And that's kind of got to stop. But in the 18th minute, there was a goal for Southampton. Gabriel was inevitably sucked out into the center circle, and Che Adams uh, got a lucky ball left right in front of him to lead Walcott for the 101 against Leno, and it's 1-0 Southampton. In the 22nd minute, we saw that Rob Holding gave the ball away in a silly area right around this 18-yard box. I think they gave our center backs just seemed to keep passing the ball away. I don't know why we keep doing that, but again, silly. 28th minute, Saka laid the ball off into the middle for Enkedia, and then Enkedia was able to pass the ball to Ceballos, who had a shot that went over the bar, instead of a 1-2 with Saka, I noticed, I thought that maybe he could have had a pass instead of taking that shot, but I get it, take it, take your chance, maybe you felt it, in the 31st minute, uh, we continue to try to do a long ball, and, you know, at this point, it's just really not working. We need more connectivity through our midfield. We need to link play in each zone of the field as opposed to going from 1 to 3 instead of 1, 2, 3. At least that's the way that I know it's divided up by the way I played. In the 37th minute, uh, I don't understand why Ceballos tried diving in the box, just, just shoot the ball and stop trying to dance around everybody in the six-yard box. I mean, he had a clear-cut chance to just just shoot it really hard, like I said with Lacazette earlier. Rip the ball, see if there's some type of 
rebound that comes off another player and just shoot it at net. The 42nd minute, Ceballos found Pepe on a one-time shot that went right into uh, McCarthy. In the 45th minute, we get caught in the these spills where we just chase the ball and completely forget about our positions and shape as a team again. Like I said earlier with this game, we just seem to run around in circles, but nothing really else happened in that first half. But in the 52nd minute, right after the second half started, Saka received the ball from Gabriel, who was able to chip it over a defender, and... I mean, Saka dazzled his way through three Southampton defenders, just poetically. And he was able to lay the ball off toward Aubameyang, but Enkedia came and picked it up first. And then Aubameyang made a run behind, and his ball is tapped through to Aubameyang. And bam, Aubameyang's first goal at the Emirates. The scoreline is 1-1, and Alba's on the score sheet again. So we'll see if this continues from this point on. In the 57th minute, Gabriel got a yellow card for his challenge on Shea Adams. And the only reason I write this down is because in the 62nd minute, Gabriel ended up taking Dan Walcott with his hands like a bear hug. And Tierney, the referee, gave him a second yellow for it. I can understand Gabriel had a few bad challenges in the first half, but I can't really say that it looked too bad. But then again, what choice does Tierney have other than he has to give him the second yell in that situation? It looked like Walcott was already losing his balance. And he perpetrated all of that pressure to start happening. But, of course, Gabriel has to be a little bit smarter not to get sucked into that little game of guys uh, pushing and shoving each other and backing into one another and not put your arms around somebody's chest from behind them and pulled them down i mean it's definitely a fail <sighs> so again i could understand that this might have uh you know prevented a goal scoring chance but uh, it's just another red card i mean it's time to just teach discipline there's really nothing else that i could say about it other than the fact that the announcer stated arsenal have seven red cards in the last 12 months since boxing day that's just unacceptable. I mean, how long can we go with uh, getting all these red cards and playing a man down for all these games? It just, it, it never works, you know? So hopefully we can fix that. Uh, could be missing some of these guys. I mean, we have big games coming up, and it just stinks. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But in the 69th minute, Redmond almost got one from a chipped ball that Benrick played, and a shot hit the post. Lily kind of like tripped over his ankle or something, but he had a freaking wide open net, so we lucked out there. In the 87th minute, Redmond beat Suarez with a cut in the middle and hit a, uh, the left side panel of the goal. Again, it was really close to being a goal with the power and the fact that it was right next to the post. But then, lastly, in the 90th plus two, Saka played a great ball into the middle behind the defense on a free kick that Joe Willock won, and it was hit perfectly for holding but holding's header ended up hitting the crossbar and after that the time expired and we took the point in conclusion red cards are an issue and i find it rather ironic that gabriel apologized for his red card immediately and shock is quiet as can be just like last year so i just don't think discipline shouldn't be an issue and now i see more of an issue amongst the players rather than the coach. And I'm not saying that I'd like Emery to be around. 
but Arteta is the long-term guy. We're not even playing the formation he wants because we don't have the players to do so. And we need to make some moves this January in terms of departure. There's too many people on the books, and then is it possible someone like Ozil or uh, even Torreira come back? We, we shouldn't be leaving games against Burnley and Southampton with just one single point, but... I believe our, uh, you know, Aubameyang's goal is the turning point. I, I truly believe that. You know, enough of us have to actually sit here and have this firm belief that things get turned around. I know it stinks. It sucks. It's really hard. But we have to do this. We have to work as a unit, both the fans and the players. You know, that's the whole point of raising positivity and stuff. It, it stinks. It's really hard. It's challenging. But this is the universe giving us... A bunch of different subliminal messages that we have to learn as Arsenal fans and as these players. You know, we have to work as a unit. <sighs> we have a lot of difficult fixtures coming up. Some notable ones, Everton, Chelsea, and Brighton. Um, I believe that we could leave with six to seven points out of these. But like I said, the guys have to work as a team and unite and work as a unit. There's too much ball watching and chasing the ball around and... I believe in this team, and I know better things are to come. It's just the way that life works. It's like a revolving door. The universe, like I said, is just testing our patience. Last year, we saw pretty much the same events occur. We as fans have to become united as well. We can't outcast a coach when clearly we see it's incredibly hard to work with the team he currently has to deal with. I mean, I think some of the bad eggs and egos are, that are around just don't click anymore and stir the pot. And, like I said, we'll see what happens in January. I mean, Dominic Sobolzlai has been confirmed to Red Bull Leipzig today. And I think maybe we should go after someone like Ibundia. I mean, I just pulled up a stat for him today. Let me pull it out for you. Since August 2018, and this was reported about a month and a half ago, the most chances created since August 2018 in the English League, so that's just all four of the leagues combined, Emiliano Bundia has 220 over Barry Bannon and at 211, Kevin De Bruyne at 208, Pablo Hernandez at 203, and Jack Grealish at 198. I think a player like that could revamp and revitalize our attacking strength and unit and not put so much pressure on Saka to have to come out from the wide position to always come into the middle. It'll create more space for him and even Pepe. And maybe we could even play Aubameyang, a striker, and then try to utilize Lacazette the best that we can in a different formation. I mean, I'd love to see a 4-2-3-1. I just think that's like, I mean, that's personally my favorite uh, formation. Personally speaking, but I understand if we go to a 4-3-3 and we have the players to do that, hey, I'll take anything, but I do want to see more uh, offensive threatening play. And he's obviously the cheaper option, and he has a lot of Premier League experience already. And it all depends on what happens these next few games, and I'm not going to lose faith. I'll always be a firm fan. I'm loyal. Uh, it's really tough. These are trying times, right, guys? Um, not like drinking any of my problems away. Just drink a lot of tea. Uh, try to meditate. Try to just make sure that all my intentions are put in the best places possible. And one of them is just to see that 
you know, the players have fun. That's it. That's all I care about, you know? If they have fun, I have fun. I don't have fun watching a bunch of players screaming and yelling at each other or blaming one another, you know? Take the fall, own up for your mistakes, move on. Get your ass into gear and shape. But, we shall see. Uh, some departures must happen in January, you know? But that's it for me, guys. So Love and light, my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gutters! So Colors that held us up against the wall. So Colors that held us up against the wall.